1: Hey guys, welcome back to the Six Figure Podcast, Revels. Oh, I'm excited today. We have a very interesting guest jumping on with us. Super pumped for this interview, guys. The guest I'm bringing on, Mina Elias, chemical engineer, mma fighter and amazon ads expert he's got an excellent story that i can't wait for you guys to hear so mina thanks for jumping on today do you mind going ahead and you know telling us your background where are you today and what are you up to and you know tell us your story because it's amazing
2: so i currently live in the best city in the world los angeles and i know (laughs) i'll get a a lot of heat for that but i love la it's it's uh, such an amazing place to be um but anyways I, I was born in Egypt. I grew up in Dubai, um, spent uh, 18 years there, and then uh, I came to America to go to college. So, you know, okay. typical Middle Eastern, uh, you know, bachelor's and master's in chemical engineering and chemistry. Um, graduated top of my class, uh, worked for corporate nine to five. I kept working up the corporate ladder and I got, you know, a better job and a better job and a better job. And uh, okay. I realized that, like, my life was not getting better. And and um, it was all when, uh, my boss kind of brought me into her office and she's like, Hey, um, you know, I'm thinking of grooming you to become, you know, to take over my place, which is, she was kind of like the running the company. Uh, it was a smaller company. And, um, you know, I was like, Oh yeah, I would love that. Of course, which is like the natural response anyone would say, but driving home, I'm like, man, I am so miserable. Like I wake up at four 30 in the morning. I hit the gym. I drive 45 minutes to work. Uh, I work for nine hours. I drive back. I, I, you know, train MMA, and then I go to bed. And I just felt like I did not have a life. I was not living life on my own terms. I felt like I was just a passenger. And, and, right. um, and then I'm like, you know, if I became the boss, like this would be the rest of my life. Um, and, right. and I just, I didn't want to do it. And, but obviously, I would never just like quit my job and like jump, jump into entrepreneurship. Um, so one day I was having a conversation with my dad, and I've been a fanatic of, of supplements, uh, ever since I was uh, like, very young, like 10 years old. And I was looking through different like supplements uh, online on Amazon and stuff. And he's like, man, why don't you just make your own supplements? Like you're always mixing this stuff in the kitchen. And I said, man, it's probably too expensive to make your own supplement brand. It's like $100,000 or something. And he's like, how much would it cost? Like, how could you do it? And, and by him asking me that question, I actually went and tried to figure out how can I do it. And I like went and found the cost of the ingredients and all of this kind of stuff. And I'm like, you know what? If I buy all of the bulk ingredients on Amazon and mix it at home, I could do that for $5 and it would sell on Amazon for like 20 or 25. Everyone right, was right. selling for like 25 or 30. So I'm like, I can undercut uh, everyone. And so I, that's what I did. Uh, I went home uh, and and I bought this a bunch of stuff. I mixed it up and I said, Uh, I, uh, I incorporated my business, uh, with legal zoom. And then I posted on Facebook. I said, guys, I'm officially the founder of MMA nutrition, uh, which is a supplement brand for, for MMA fighters, uh, which is a horrible market to get into (laughs) in hindsight, (laughs) um, but I was like, you know, it is what it is. Um, this you know, I'm, I, and I mixed up the supplements and then I took it, it was an electrolyte powder and, and why, why it was better than all the other electrolyte powders was that it had high sodium, no sugar, and it had amino acids to help you absorb the nutrients into your body versus like sugar. Cause you either need sugar or amino acids. And as a chemical engineer, I was able to like research a lot of like uh, papers and articles and, uh, clinical studies and, so I came, came up with that. I started using it, you know, during training and I felt way better. I'm like, I'm probably biased because I like, I'm the one who made this up. And so I gave it to a bunch of friends, but I didn't tell them that it was my company. I said, you know, this company is giving me this new, like beta test or whatever. I, I'd love for you guys to try it. And so they tried it and they're like, man, like we're feeling way better. Like we're less fatigued than obviously they were because it had a lot of sodium and, and uh, they were drinking like gallons of water and we would sweat like and- so much like the whole max would be wet, like at the end of training. So, um, it, it worked and they loved it. And I'm like, okay, like, this is it. Like I have a good product. Um, and when I posted on Facebook, this guy hit me up and he's like, I have an MMA event. Like, I'd love for you to come and like be a, like a sponsor, have a booth, but it'll be for free. Don't worry, just bring products. And so I brought 40 little bags, uh, that I made at home and, and, um, I showed up there, I sold 25 of them. And the number one question was, where can I buy this? And I, w- I didn't have an answer <laughs> because right, I don't right. know anything. I didn't, don't know anything about business. So I was like, damn, how could I not think about this? And uh, so I lied and I said I was going to get it on Amazon soon. And that was how I, I uh, discovered Amazon. So I started calling Amazon and, and like, I want to sell on your platform. Like, what do I need to do? And finally, they're like, oh, yeah, we'll walk you through it. They gave me this application. I filled it out. And three weeks later, I was live on Amazon and uh, I started you know, noticing like, um, as I spent more money on ads, I made more money. And so on the first day, I was spending like $50. And I made like, uh, you know, $40 in sales, then I spent $80, I made like $60 in sales. It, you know, then I spent $100, I made $100 in sales. And I remember waking up, I was in, in LA fitness at the time. And I I was, uh, I was just done, like with my workout, I was showering, whatever, and I looked at my phone, and I had 10 sales which is $200. And I was looking at the people and it was like John from Alabama and like whatever, Brittany from uh, this, this part of the country. Like, and I was like, man, this is crazy. Like I'm actually selling this product to people and, and and like random people. And, and so that's like, how I got started in Amazon and, and I became obsessed because in, on one end, I was like very desperate to get out of like this nine to five rat race rut that I was in. And on, and this was like a huge and like a uh, dopamine hit. Like every time I would see, I'm like, Oh my God, like people are buying from me. Like I want to figure this game out and as an engineer, obviously I want to figure things out. And like, I love to like, you know, play these games and solve these puzzles. And so I fully immersed consumed every piece of content, every podcast, webinar, YouTube video, uh, everything, anything that I could find online article uh, about Amazon, I consumed it. Uh, and then I, I started going to meetups and and uh, I went to my first conference. And in that conference um, it, I spent $300, which is like the most I ever spent on, on any ticket of like uh, for an event. Uh, obviously back at, back then, you know, now it's like you spent thousands. Um, but I showed up there and I was like, on a mission. I had a notebook and every single time a speaker would finish, I would walk up to them and I would ask them like a million questions. And so I went to this event and I got like 16 hours worth of consultations for $300. And I went home and I implemented everything. And and then um, things like started getting better. And I started like actually understanding how this Amazon stuff works. And uh, fast forward, like this was, uh, you know, in 2018, November, 2018 is when I launched on Amazon. April 30, 30th of 2019 is when my job fired me for like not caring anymore. And then, uh, I, I took the plunge and went all in on the business, uh, packed my car up with, with my clothes and stuff, parked it somewhere, flew back to Egypt to stay with my grandma for like a few months to save on all my bills and stuff. And then I moved to LA four months later, uh, and I was doing like $10,000 a month in profits. And at and, uh, that, at the end of the year, uh, so January 2020, uh, we hit $94,000 a month in, uh, in revenue uh, in that business. And so I, I um, just you know, fell in love with Amazon, and, and, uh, but then I started giving back to the community. This is actually how I became like a, an Amazon ads expert. But I started giving back to the community, sharing like all of the knowledge that I've learned through experience. And this company had raised the uh, $300 million and they found me and they said, hey, We're looking for someone to train our team uh, on ads. Like, can you help us out? And I said, uh, sure. Like, I could, I I could do it. They're like, okay, but we're gonna test you so we can see that you can walk the walk. And I was like, very fair, Um, fair enough. Like, test me. So they tested me on one brand, and um, you know, uh, I, I like did really well. And they came back to me, and they're like, hey, you outperformed six other like very large agencies, and you know, like, we want to hire you. And so they, they hired me for this proposal. Yeah, it was it was crazy. It was crazy because I knew these these other agencies and they're like massive, like 20, 30 million dollar agencies. And I was like, wow, like uh, that's crazy. But that's when I realized that even though I was really good at, at um, you know, like having a brand or whatever, selling a supplement on Amazon, my true like gifts and passion all lied within like Amazon advertising it because I was able, to, you know, I was very passionate about it. I loved it. It was all numbers and, and, you know, solving for patterns and problems. Um, I knew that I could be really, really good at it. Clearly I could be the best in the world at it if I'm beating out all these other agencies. And, and I know that I can add so much value. And I think that's like a huge component is, is, I feel like everyone gets compensated with direct proportion to how much value they're adding to other people. And I knew that I could add so much value to all of these brands uh, who are like struggling on Amazon. And so I got into it and the rest is history. I mean, we grew from, I think we've grown over like 600% in the last 18 months uh, from a team of three to a team of like 42 people. And, um, we have like over 70 clients and, I, you know, I'm just enjoying loving what I do. Uh, I'm not stressing, not trying to rush the process. And that's it. That's the quick, uh, you know, not, not so quick, quick version of my story.
1: Well, I absolutely am so happy you took the time to like go through it with us. Like, it's incredible. You know, now you're, you got out of that rat race, the nine to five with no life, you know, you would have been working just, you just wouldn't have any freedom. Right. And now you're doing something you're actually passionate about, you know, and, that's incredible. And I think that's so important and you're doing amazing at it, which is the biggest part. So, uh, so, so proud of you for taking that leap of faith and just, you know, giving it your all, like, look how far that's taken you. So that's amazing.
2: Yeah. Honestly, like it, it, it was super scary. Right. But then I asked myself the question, like, uh, you know, what's the, what's the like actual worst that's going to happen. Um, I try this out for six months. I use up all of my savings I end up needing to get a job and I end up at a job just like the one that I was at. Right. So it's like, right. you kind of like have really nothing to lose. You're already, you have, there's nothing to lose when you don't really have much. And so right. for me, I was like, I'm just going to give this a shot because if it works out, like life, it can be amazing. And and now like, you know, work is besides like all this computer stuff, but like you get to go to conferences and meet cool people and have dinners and parties and all Travel of this stuff. World. And I'm like, Yeah. I'm like, this is this like, if you told me this was going to be my job, like five, six years ago, I would have been like, you're crazy. Like, this is not like, there's no way. Uh, but it's possible. Like, I mean, it's, and a lot of other people like me are doing it too. It's, this is not just like me.
1: That's amazing. I love it. And like, you know, um, what is your next plan? Like, okay, so I know that you were focused on, you know, growing brands and your agency. And, you know, can we talk a bit about that? I'm excited to hear a little bit more about, you know, your focus and your desire.
2: Yeah, so my, my goal is so to become the best. I think that I have to like add the most amount of value. And right. what we're doing is I started with one thing, which was I looked at a brand and I said, you guys need help in ads. I know how to do ads really well. Let's do that. And then I started, um, you know, because I'm a business owner, like a, a brand owner on Amazon. So I knew all of the other problems that were, you know, were rising. And so people would say, you know, we're, we're getting a lot of people coming and looking at our products, but don't, they don't wanna buy it because, you know, uh, our images are not good. So we started coming up with all of these resources and solutions, not not even like additional services, but just strictly like free resources and, and you know, videos and, and uh, like papers and things like that that help other brands. So, a big part of what I'm doing and what I'm focused in right now is just listening to brands, what their feedback is. I'm like, what do you guys like? What do you guys don't don't like about what we're doing? Um, how like what what are some things that you're struggling with? And trying to get like figure out what's what everyone is struggling with. And create resources around that you know if we can help if i can hire like a supply chain person because it, you know five ten people are having supply chain problems i'll do it that's fine uh, but if like uh, you know we can find an amazing partner for creatives uh, that does like images really well and a lot of people have that problem you know we'll, we'll start to say hey this is how if you wanted to do it in-house this is how you would do it we create like free resources for them and then if you want to pay someone else to do it this is how you do it and so I think that the goal is just to become the biggest resource. Um, Like once you join us and you use us, um, you know, you you just feel like you have a huge resource. You you, You have someone that has your back. You want me to say that again? Basically. So once someone starts using us, uh, they feel like they have like a huge resource, someone who has their back, who's got them covered on all fronts, like whatever it may be, not just advertising. And and I think by becoming the biggest resource for a company, that's what's going to lead us to become like the most successful. Um, and obviously doing that very like slow calculated without uh, letting go of any quality. I, I think I've heard one too many stories about you know agencies that have grown too fast and, and they've seen success and then they've burned, burned out and, and burned down. Burned um, out. And, yeah. And and I literally just, there was this one agency that I used to love so much. And, uh, I just got an email from someone He's like, we've been using this agency and, and they've been really, uh, bad and unprofessional with us and all of this stuff. And I'm like shocked, uh, you know, but I guess it, it happens, you know, it happens to everyone. And, and, um, so I'm just very extra cautious that I do not lose any quality as we grow
1: Right, right. Well, I love the way you have it planned out ahead of you. And I'm sure it's going to go amazing. And like, like you said, you know, just become the best and add the most value. And that's so important, honestly. Um, So because that's part of your vision, I think that you'll become really successful with that, as you already are. <laughs> so it's incredible. Um, So tell me a little bit about, you know, about your podcast.
2: Yeah, so I have this podcast that I'm that I'm, uh, uh, you know, building up right now. And I think one thing that a lot of like entrepreneurs go through that no one really talks about. I mean, everyone kind of talks about like, you know, maybe tactical stuff or tell us your story or interviews or how did you you know overcome this stuff? But no one really talks about like the mindset. And so that one was was a really big one for me because I, I haven't seen a lot of podcasts that talk about like, you know what were you feeling and what was your mind mindset like before you were like successful after you were successful during uh you know all of the pain that you went through and I think there's so many lessons the number one biggest thing that changed in my life wasn't that I got like a new skill or I found this hidden gem uh you know like a, a or, or hit gold or something it was that I changed my mindset and I used to have like a. A very victim mindset. I always thought like life was dealing me these like hands, and um, I was very passive. Um, And and when I started taking full accountability, and this all came started from like uh, Grant Cardone's book, "Be Obsessed or Be Average," and where he covered like a lot of of these mindset things. It's like, well, you have to take full accountability. Like no matter what, it's your fault because everything is in your control. And where you are today is like the sum of all of the actions that you've done. So. You could be born in a very poor family with nothing, but the reason that you are where you are today is because of the actions that you've taken. It's not because of like where you were born and, and a victim w- would, you know, be like, oh, well, you know, I didn't have any money to do this or that. And, and then, but like someone who's fully accountable would say it's on me for not learning, you know, certain skills becoming more valuable, like all of these things. And so that that's kind of why I started is to meet people and have them uncover their the the different mindsets that they've had because that's been the biggest game changer for me
1: absolutely i love that you mentioned mindset what would you say was i guess how do you go about unleashing that top you know entrepreneur mindset you know in order to become successful what would you what would you say
2: Honestly, I would say like, uh, look at the people who are where you want to be in each aspect of life and see what they're doing different from you. I think that's like the easiest way to start. And so, you know, for me, like I, I looked at a few people and and uh, they were very fully accountable. They were in control. They, it, it was never like, oh, like if life uh, has it in the plans for me, it was like, I'm going to get there. And if I don't, it's my fault. And, and so, you know, I, I think that the easiest way to start was, if I wanted an amazing relationship, I went and I found people who had relationships that I admired and I asked them like, you know, what are you guys doing? How do you think about this? How do you think about that? And it, it's just that simple of seeing, uh, you know, the people that have the things that I want, where I am, where they are and looking at that difference and, and trying to, you know, change things in myself and, um, you know, being open and uh, to change and, and, um, like taking feedback and, uh, you know, basically you have to be open. Um, you, you have to like, let go of your ego. Basically you have to, you have to accept that you have a lot of flaws and because if you didn't, you would be perfect and you would have the exact life that you want. But if there's anything in life that you don't have, uh, you have to accept that it's because of something that you're doing wrong.
1: Right. And like taking that constructive criticism and using it to your power to throw from it and learn. Right. It's huge. Honestly, I like that a lot. So, um, now, where was your mindset at what like with your job your corporate job? And then how has it like, I mean, and where is it today?
2: Yeah, I mean, that's an amazing question. Was it the victim so-
1: mindset in the corporate job or how was that?
2: It, totally. So you know, it was it was a like a hidden, almost a hidden victim mindset. But it was that mindset. The first thing was it was a mindset that I thought that I knew the path that I needed to take. So I went to college, got good grades, got a good job, and I always thought that like the the way to do it was this. Um, and and so the first thing that completely changed and shifted in my life was. Instead of saying like the way to do it is to get a job, work up the corporate ladder, make $100,000 a year because that then you're going to be like rich or whatever, um, was to work backwards and say, what do I want in life? It's called like lifestyle-centric planning. As said, like, what do I want in life? So maybe I want to wake up at this time, work for this many hours, do this, do that, uh, you know, only have conversations with interesting people, uh, you know, eat dinner outside every day, go to the beach every day. And so once I outlined exactly what I wanted my life to look like, and then I I just started solving for like, how can I uh, work backwards from there? So that was the first shift is instead of me walking forwards like as if you're hungry and you just go down into the street and you start walking which is one way i guess of finding a restaurant it depends on how lucky right. you are the the other way is just to put the restaurant in the gps and then it'll map out the directions for you and so that's kind of the the first mindset the second one was was the victim one and it's not it's uh, b- like buried under like life and god and and uh, you're like well this is what god wants or this is what life uh, has dealt me and it's actually not like that was the biggest thing for me is uh, understanding that the reason that i'm where i am is because of the actions that i'm doing and if i don't change those actions nothing in my life is going to change um and then i guess the final one which was the hardest one to swallow was you uh, i wasn't making enough money and i wasn't living life the way that i wanted to live life because i wasn't valuable enough because if you're valuable enough you you can do whatever you want that's why you know tom cruise and the rock and whatever uh, right they get paid hundreds of millions and they can walk in anywhere and uh, a restaurant will be closed to the public but only open to them because they're so valuable because everyone well because when they show up in a movie and they act everyone goes and watches that movie and you know or if you're like a the top brain surgeon in the world you can you know waltz in and out of the hospital whenever you want you can do whatever you want because you're the best and people are like whatever you know you can do whatever you want you're you're the best and so when i realized i'm like okay i have to be super valuable and 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 focus on building my skills tremendously uh because i used to walk in into like my boss's office and be like hey like i would i would like a raise i've been working here for like a year, a year and a half. And she's like, Oh, okay. Like I'm only going to give you like a thousand dollars a year raise. And like that, that's, that was the wrong way to go about it. The right way to go about it was how can I be so valuable to her that it would hurt her more. If I said, listen, like, you know, I I'm, I'm adding to your business, $500,000 in revenue, you know, give me a cut, and if you think that I'm not valuable enough, then I'm gonna leave and go find another place where I am valuable right. because I, because I have the skills. And so right. that was another huge huge shift in my mindset. I mean, I could go on, but like those are kind of like one of the biggest, some of the biggest.
1: Right, that's all amazing. Like shifting that mindset, you know. Um Amazing. Everything that you said, that's great. Thanks for sharing. And a lot of
2: it comes from MMA, by the way, there's also a lot of like mindset that comes from MMA. So besides the full accountability, it's like um, you either win or you learn. So every every time something doesn't go your way and you call it like a loss or whatever, uh, that's not a loss. It's a learning experience. And if you learn from it um, you're going to be better. And actually I think one thing that contributed to me uh, being you know more like successful i guess faster than some other people that are you know that maybe started with me was the fact that i was willing to fail a lot more than them and as a result i learned a lot faster than them and and it's called like failing forward so i made a lot of mistakes very, very quickly yeah i mean i made so many mistakes super quick um and i i failed a lot and i learned from it and as a result while people are thinking and trying to be cautious um, I had already made the mistake and and I had learned from it. And some of them were costly, some were not, but they led to where I am today. So, you know, it, it all pays off. And so that's one thing. The, the other thing is the mindset of like 1% better every day. And sometimes it's it's hard, like you're comparing yourself to other people and you're like, man, like this person has like this amazing life and this amazing house and this amazing car and all of these things. And, you know, you kind of start feeling like, why am I not getting any better? But if you just measured in increments of like 1% better every day, that like compounds greatly over time. And it's easier said than done. Uh, But if you actually, you know, just focused on getting 1% better every day, you'll notice a massive change. I noticed a massive change in like my jujitsu game, uh, in my wrestling game. I noticed a massive change in my business, in my health. So that concept can be applied uh, everywhere.
1: love it. Absolutely love it. Uh, So would you say like with... Um, I guess moving back to the podcast idea with your podcast, I was curious, um, what are you going to share exactly on there? And is it through interviews or solo episodes?
2: No, it's, it's going to be all through interviews. And I think, I think it, 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 so if we're talking about like, how, how is it going to be valuable? I think number one, if you're a business owner and you have a podcast being associated with other really successful people. Uh, will help your business a lot. And so I I think, uh, you know, that's the first way and the easiest way to leverage those. So having a conversation with someone uh, that you might not, you know, be able to access generally, but saying, hey, I'd love to have you on the podcast so you can share value with the world. You know, no one's going to turn that down because you're going to be like, oh, like, I'm just trying to help people out here. And, and, you know, I guess you care too much about yourself. Um, So that's one one way. And then um, the other reason is, it's also an amazing way to get to, you know, make those relationships that, you know, otherwise, how would you make them? So let's say, for example, you, you um, like heard of like a Forbes 30 under 30 person uh, who's built like a massive business and, you, you know, very similar to your business and you wanted to learn from them. Um, you know, one amazing way is to get them on the podcast, have, get them talking and then post podcast, you know, be, be like, hey, I'm going to schedule like an hour and 15 minutes for the whole thing. 35 40 minutes is going to go towards the podcast and the other 30 40 minutes is going to be like the before and after like conversation and the the final thing is it's also really beneficial for me um, because i have questions i'm like you know how do you how ha- how did you handle growing so much and and uh you know building your business uh, but also having like a very healthy relationship because a lot of people you know, the, the growth of their business and and being so occupied with that results in like maybe the deterioration of their like, uh, you know, spouse or like family life or whatever. And so, and I know that there's so many people out there that have been able to accomplish both, uh, and more. So it's also like, kind of like selfish where you can get to ask the questions that you want the answers to.
1: Right. Absolutely. Love that. Love that. And how are you going to go about bringing those, um, those guests on, you know, getting those experts to interview. Um, What is your plan with that?
2: Um, The easiest is obviously warm introductions. So every time that I have a guest on, I ask them to send me another guest that they think would be valuable. So that's been, yeah, that's been the easiest. Um, Let's say like, you know, uh, you strike out and that guest says, "Ah, I don't really know anyone else. Um, I like to use like loom videos And so what I would do is I'll go to a guest's um, like article or something, and I'll open up a loom video to show that I'm a real person actually looking at something that that makes sense to like, it's, you know, maybe a uh, article they published on Forbes and comment and say, Hey, I loved your article, this and that you're great. I think you add so much value. Thank you for doing this. Even though you don't have to, I'd love for you to come, you know, on the show and, the, the open rates and response rates for, you know, seeing someone's face and, and don't make it more than like 30, 45 seconds long, but, but the open rates for me have been incredibly high. That's actually how I've been able to schedule guests on podcasts, be a guest on other people's podcasts, speak at uh, events. Uh, and like so many other things uh, is just by sending a like a video where they see your face and they're like, okay, this is a real person. It's not another automated you know, bullshit message, basically.
1: Right, right. Exactly. And it's adding value. And you know, that it's almost like building rapport, building that relationship beforehand, right? You know, so you actually get to see a real person and it actually means something, right? So that's, I think that's an amazing idea. I love yeah, that. Yeah.
2: And you can all, you can always like work up the ladder uh, because yeah. your first, you know, 50 episodes can be, you know, with people that, you, that are a lot more accessible. And then as you build a bigger and bigger uh, podcast, you're, you're able to just work your way up and get warm intros to higher and higher people. Um, some, you know, sometimes your warm intros might like not be leading you where you want to be. You might just be circling in like a certain level. And so, but you know, when you hit like 50 or 60 episodes and reach out to someone at a higher level with like the loom videos, and then they start warm introing you. Now you're like circling at a higher level and then you can circle at an even higher level.
1: Yeah, exactly. I agree. You just keep going. It's the next level, right? So, Mm -hmm. so with your business, um, and the podcast, I guess my, my next question would be like how, um, I am curious to see what your plan is with monetizing the podcast.
2: Yeah, great. Um, so in terms of monetization, I think the, the way that I'm going to go about it is, is first, uh, to create a really valuable podcast and show that I have a lot of, uh, attention, Um, then utilize it, uh, uh, you know, with a sponsor uh, that makes sense. So finding something that is like, um, like direct value to the audience that I can say, okay, like maybe, you know, these people like are signing up for like a thousand dollars a month uh, with Mm -hmm. a certain person and I can get a a commission off of that. So that's kind of the first uh, like way that I'm thinking about monetizing the podcast. The there's other ways. Um, So you know, this is one thing that I do, right? Uh, I have an Amazon ads uh, agency and our clients are worth so much more. So you can sponsor me for like 2,000 a month or whatever. It doesn't really make a dent, uh, right? It's not that much money. But if I get one client, the lifetime of value of that client is like 50 or $60,000. And so the the, what like one of my other strategies is to get those people on the podcast, talk to them, them learn my story, um, and then, if one of them potentially becomes a client, that's amazing. If not, um, I'm also like doing pockets, like so. I'm I'm focusing maybe on like Los Angeles, and then having uh, in-person events that that are again, you know, uh, basically like inviting a bunch of brand owners to an event. I'm I'm uh, throwing one uh, this Saturday, which it, basically it's a it's a huge mansion party. It's Alice in Wonderland themed, and oh, and I, inviting that's them, cool. yeah, inviting them there. And building the relationship further there. So uh, you know, it might not be like the the direct monetization that people think, like oh Joe Rogan podcast, but it, it is uh gonna indirectly like monetize if because all Absolutely. I need is all I need is the one person um to become a client and then that client to be happy and then refer another client, and right, you know, you're making so much quality money. Quality
1: people, yeah. Exactly. Absolutely, and that'll bring a lot more quality, like you know um meet the right meet the right person and you know have them refer other quality people that eventually become the clients and just like keep going that way that's amazing and i think that's an yeah and, and one,
2: one of them actually became um our consultant in the business and so you know that was another thing that like if you're thinking of monetizing i mean I, you know finding the right people like i can't tell you how much money that's worth and so you know, if, again, if, if your entire business is, is like uh, podcasting, maybe, you know, it's a little bit tough for me to to say, cause I have a little bit of a different plan. I have something mm-hmm. else that I monetize and then meeting prospects, uh, on a podcast is, you know, it's kind of like booking sales calls without indirectly, without, you know, saying that they're sales calls.
1: Right. Exactly. Absolutely agree. Yeah. And like the connections with a podcast is incredible as well, just from like You meeting someone like you, the way you, you mentioned, and then them coming on the podcast and then referring people like their connections and their, like, it's just endless and the opportunity, right? Like, so incredible, incredible. Thank you. Yeah. So I know we're getting close to the end of the episode. I do have just one more question. You know, if you were to, you know, start back up with the podcast and everything like that, um, and you wanted to say your business. Profit and revenue to triple in a year. What would some changes that? What or what would be some new challenges that you might face? Uh,
2: like what are what are some challenges? Uh, like if I were to go back in time, like what are some challenges, or what are like some?
1: So what are some new challenges that you could possibly face if you were to say you wanted to triple your profit and revenue in one year? What would be oh, some new uh... challenges?
2: I think the challenge, it, it would be my time, uh, you know, and so I think building a podcast with a few faces, um, and, and this is something that we're trying to do now with like YouTube. So we're trying to do a bunch of YouTube interviews uh, with okay. different faces for the business. Uh, you know, one big part of like, uh, you know, us having the business businesses, um, if the business is fully tied to my face, it's not as sellable. And so- no. I think uh, having multiple faces, uh, you know, do the interviews, um, you can consider them like maybe your salespeople because salespeople are like very good in in conversations Mm -hmm. and can guide conversations well. And so maybe having a couple other faces besides me um, and, you know, not being so tied down to my hours because of course I'm working on a lot of other things. And if I wanted to triple... The business, I would, you know, attempt to triple the number of episodes and, and you know, calls that I'm doing. And right. to do that, I think the best is to have a really strong system um, and, and um, you know, a way to leverage uh, the the people that are coming on's audiences, but then also to leverage other team members to hop on the, you know, the, the episodes and record besides me.
1: Absolutely. It sounds a lot like what I don't know if you get you get probably a million different emails, but Jamie, um, you know, he was in the same boat, you know, he, he's still the face of the whole um, program and, 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 and podcasts and stuff like that. But he has other people doing the interviews, you know, so he's leveraging, leveraging, you know, he has his time back now and yeah. he's still generating that income and stuff like that and it's just worked out amazing. So totally you think we can multiply. You're, like,
2: you can multiply it because then you can just have one yeah. person and then the next and then the next and and exactly. if each one of them is doing like four or five calls a week, you can see how much like that you know compounds over time.
1: Absolutely. And that's exactly what he did, you know, and then like it compounds so much over time and he has it. he has his freedom back, right?
0: Um
1: and he'll just jump on a sales call here and there. Um but he has the team members doing the interviews and stuff like that. And uh, it's just a leverage up really, really, really nicely. And um, I think that's that sounds amazing for you to do. And I think you would do amazing at it. So uh, if you had your team doing that as well, great. You still get your time, right? Uh, I, mean, yeah, I think because, that's the biggest you know, thing
2: is like, you yeah. don't. I never, I didn't get out of like nine to five so I can become a slave of my own business.
1: I agree. Yeah. Yeah. A hundred percent. Well, I love that you were able to come on today, my friend, Mina. Uh, honestly, you've shared such amazing, valuable tips for everyone listening. And, you know, just telling your story alone was huge, you know, from corporate all the way to, you know, um, always learning and and but never failing. But moving forward and getting to where you are today is just absolutely uh, astonishing. So I'm really happy you were able to come on and share that with everyone listening today.
2: Thank you so much. Thank you for having me. Um... And yeah, I mean, I can share uh, if you want where if people have any questions on on anything that yeah. I've done, uh, just reach out to me on Instagram. I'm at the Mina Elias or on LinkedIn. Mina Elias. That's where I'm most active and you can you know reach out to me anytime.
1: Perfect. So if anyone's looking to connect, please go ahead. Mina's amazing. I mean. I'd love to have you on again, Nina, in the future, uh, in the next year or something, just see how everything's going and, uh, you know, come back on to the show because uh, you have such valuable insight to share with everyone and I appreciate it. I love it. Let's do it in a year. Let's do it. Let's do it. All right, Nina, thanks so much. I have absolute pleasure and group if you're listening and enjoyed please like, and subscribe. And if you'd like to come on today, just like our lovely Mina, (laughs) uh, please go to top100interviews.com and fill out the application. We'd love to have you on as well. Thanks guys. And we'll catch you on the next episode. Bye.
0: Hey everyone. I hope you really enjoyed that episode. As always, if you wanna listen to more daily interview content, make sure you subscribe. And here's three ways I can help you in your business for free